this stuff can't be taught. This stuff really needs to have guidance and then self awareness. And you have to go through these things on your own and you have to figure them out. Like, I can't tell you how to change. I don't know your core values, your beliefs, the things that are affecting you. I don't know the instantaneous reactions that you have when you see a big candle move and you decide to trail stop loss, you decide to exit any of that shit that I you do instantaneously, that it's the impulses that we've all done. I can't tell you how to change that. I can guide you in ways to learn about yourself so you can stop it, so you can refrain it, so you can change it. But realistically, you need to prioritize learning yourself if you want to get ahead. And you need to find the time in the day to squeeze that in. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, and you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Success Shift. We're here on a Tuesday morning, evening, wherever you are in the world. And it's the sun's coming out. I'm very much, I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks. I know it's going to disappear probably for a little bit again, but it really... The winter blues is something that I wasn't aware of until I moved to a country like Germany and lived in, um, you know, I guess the Northern Hemisphere for a while. And I'm very, very grateful for these back-to-back sunny days. The sun, I think being born in Australia on the beaches, the sun just brings out the best in me. I think it brings out the best in a lot of people. Um, But I'm very grateful for yet again another sunny day. Um, I'm also grateful for the job that I've currently got and the ability to shift perspective the very start, I was, you know, stroppy. Most people who have to do a job when they uh, don't want to have the mindset of like, oh, I have to do this and sluggish and, you know, looking kind of for all the bad signs. And what I've done over the last little while is found, found the positives, the silver linings and the good things that I like about it. And now I'm really loving it. It's, it gives me the ability to stand there and listen to three hours basically of nonstop podcasts and um, really good mind food shall we say. So every morning I get to start my day off and it's really helped me boost my routine for personal growth, personal development, constant um, mind food, I'm going to say again, to help me feed the mind for all the good things that help me with everything that I'm doing at the moment. And it's really become a nice little routine. Um, And three hours is good to get out, get a fresh jog in the morning. So I'm very grateful for that at the moment. I'm very grateful for the ability to find different perspectives and to find silver linings and to shift my complete perspective on uh, my situation. And with that, a lot of the stuff that I've learned and implemented through the podcast that I've been listening to. So the ability to listen to that and have that opportunity uh, most mornings is incredible. So that's what I'm grateful for today. Chuck some gratitude in the chat. I see some has come in already and we've got some people coming in from our retreat, which is absolutely incredible. So our group community um, we often try to run trading retreats where we go together and learn from our incredible 
um, seven-figure instructor, Teresa. She teaches us a lot about um, trading in person, a bit more intensified, and a lot of other good things that come along with it. So lots of mindfulness, lots of um, insight to other areas of trading, which are very, very important, but often overlooked. My roommate is listening with me as well. Perfect. We've got even more people listening in, tuning in together. I absolutely love it. Okay. So those are the things I'm grateful for today. I'm grateful for people tuning in as well. Um, and as more people start filing in to the chats here, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about something that has been a major impact on my life and something that I've battled with quite a lot, and that's time management. So I want you to chuck some ones in the chat if you've ever had issues with time management, feel like it's an issue, um, you know, found ways maybe to make it less problematic. So ones, ones, ones. Okay. So all the ones, ones, ones. Yes. So I think, and one of the biggest things that I really want to do in this whole podcast and on, um, you know, during these calls is to basically shift our perspective on certain situations in our life so that we can look at them from a different angle and ideally find a perspective that we can make manageable or capable for us. So no matter what it is that you struggle with in life, no matter what it is that you're you're challenged at, um, often we can have a negative frame or a negative perspective. And over time, this leads to frustration, deterioration, loss of motivation and quitting or failing and going back to what's comfortable. Um, and I think that's really, really, really important that if you want to success at anything great, at anything substantial, at anything big in this world, you have to be willing to keep going through all the shit and all the stuff that's tough and all those things that you go, oh, this is a drag. And how do we do that? The best thing that I've ever found, and this is why I kind of live by the motto, is to shift our perspective, to find more information or to look at it from a different point of view so that we can go, okay, maybe this isn't a drain on our life. Maybe this isn't an agony thing that I have to do. Maybe this is something that I get to do. Maybe... I can utilize this time to listen to podcasts during my my work and find those silver linings so that over time we can shift our perspective on things being negative and draining to positive and empowering and energy giving. Okay. And so one of the things that I've always struggled with is with time management. And I've often been told, oh, you've got to do this. You've got to block time. You've got to have your lists. You've got to have X, Y, Z in order. And these are all great time management skills. But the number one thing that I often tell people is you have to learn how to deal with yourself. Any form of personal growth, and I think the, the key underlining aspect of any personal growth is self-awareness and thus self-management. And so you can take in all the books and all the knowledge from all the people, but you have to find out what works for you and what doesn't. And so get the information, learn as much as you can and try things, things that you might not have heard of. Give them a go, see if it works for you. If it doesn't, you can find something else. You know, sometimes you have to stick with things to see if they actually work. Don't just go, oh, yeah, I tried that once. Next. You know, you want to give things a real decent effort. But be on the same mind that everyone is different. Things work differently for different people. So the things I wanted to talk about in time management today, because I feel like once you get time management under control, lots of other things flow in our lives. And we can really get into good routines and good habits. And the problem is we get into bad routines and bad habits. And then we feel like we've got no time and we sort of get into that comfortable zone and, you know, back into the rat race where I've got no time. I've got no energy. I've got no this, got no that. That's like the key objections to anything in sales, to any progress out of the, com out of the comfort zone. It's all like, oh, I would, but I just don't have enough time. Or I would, but 
I'm just too tired. Or I'm just, I just don't have enough energy. Chuck some ones in the chat if you've ever said any of those or, and twos in the chat if you've said all of those because I definitely have said all of those things in my past. I'm trying really hard to shift that. Yeah, two, there we go. <laughs> so what I want to do is take time management and it might be a hard kick for some people, but really what time management is or saying I don't have enough time, it's really prioritization. At the end of the day, we all have the same amount of time. You know, there's what, 140, 1,440 minutes in a day, something like that. And this is our precious money, basically. We need to see time as a currency in, an, in the concept that we can spend it however we like. However, we can never get any back. Money can be printed, more can be created. Time, it's it's finite. We cannot st- just get more time. Um, now, there is something called leveraging, and we can utilize our time better and, and util- capitalize on other people's time, but that's a little bit later. So time management for now, I really want you to see it as prioritization. You have the exact same amount of time in the day as Elon Musk, as, I don't know, Joe Biden, the president, whatever it is, whoever you want to compare yourself to, you've got the same amount of time. The difference is where your priorities lie. And I'm not saying that you have to become a workhorse and just get rid of everything that you think is good and just do the things that are going to move you forward. But you have to understand that you do have the time to do the things. But where do you prioritize it? Okay. So for me, I know I was really bad at going, oh, I've done a good hour's worth of work. I deserve a rest, a break. And I prioritized myself and my laziness above continuation of the project that I was doing. And what this would do, I'd lead to a bit of a Facebook look, and then my bad habits would sink in, and I'd be scrolling, and then lo and behold, 45 minutes has gone past, and I'm like, oh, uh, it's okay. You add those up over the day, and you're looking at three to four hours of wasted time. And this is purely because of prioritization. So we all have things in our life, like children, for example. One thing that's really shifted my perspective on time management quite drastically, um, the birth of my son. I used to, I'm realizing now that I used to waste so much time doing just unimportant shit, really. And I just dwindled the day away. It was ridiculous. And I would just sit there and watch the clock go. And I'm like, how have I just spent like four hours doing nothing? But it would happen. It would happen so frequently. And I'd be kicking myself. And now that I've had a child, I'm like, oh, God, I would kill to have an hour just to whittle away. (laughs) Please, someone give me that hour back so I can utilize it now and get ahead. But really what we're doing when we say, I don't have time for this, it's because something else is more important. Now, don't get me wrong. Family time is extremely important. You, You need to prioritize certain things. Like you need to have your fun time. You need to have a social aspect. Like some of the five... One of the five pillars of happiness from the way I conceive it, you know, sunlight, exercise, um, water, sleep, and social socializing. You know, we are social beings. So you have to prioritize the right things. Like sleep is a very important thing. Some of us sacrifice sleep to get ahead in certain work areas, and that's just where our priorities lie. So rather than often saying, I don't have enough time, I want you to look at what you can switch out. So for me, I got into a really bad habit of just scrolling. Like it became almost autonomous that when I had a break, I'd click my phone and my thumb would just know where to go to get to Facebook or Instagram. And then I'd be like, oh yeah, oh yeah. And I would lose presence of what I was doing. So now I've got this pattern interruption thing that we were talking about the other day 
So whenever I find pattern recognition, so I recognize that I'm doing this, my immediate pattern interruption is I've got a habit of grabbing my phone, turning it upside down and looking for a book. As soon as I do that, I find a book. And I'm like, if I've got time to waste scrolling through Instagram, I can open a book and start reading. And so that's my pattern interruption. And I go to that because I feel like if I've got the time to sit there and I'm not actually utilizing it, and often what I'll do is I'll put it down. I won't be able to find my book and I'll be like, I should just get back to the task that I was doing. I shouldn't be wasting my time. Another thing that I um, first that got me sort of through this next phase of realizing was whenever I started scrolling, I would squat down. So I'd actually go into a squatting position. And I saw this on a reel, ironically, I'd squat down and I'd watch from there. Why would I do this? Because you can only squat in that position for a certain amount of time before your legs are killing you. And you're like, oh, my legs are so sore. I got to move, change position. So what that would do is when I had noticed a bad habit, I'd put myself in a very uncomfortable position and this would shorten my time scrolling through, through the reels. And like I said, ironically, I saw that idea on a reel. But there you go. So my tip number one for time management is prioritization. Figure out exactly what is the number one important thing and then make the time for it because we do have time. And one other thing that I think falls kind of into the prioritization category is like our back-to-back um, tasks. So if I don't have an, if I've got an order of tasks that I do, like it's kind of the same as habit stacking. Once I finish this, I will do this. Then I don't lose that gap time going, what should I do next? And often that gap time when I don't know what to do next is when the Facebook reels start. Or I'm just using that as an example because this was my crutch and this is what took away a lot of my time. But if I know that after this task, I'm going to move directly to this task, then I don't have that indecision moment where I've got the ability to go, oh, let's look at Facebook for a quick second while I, while I deserve this break. And so again, it's prioritizing your tasks so that you can move quickly between the two and that you're doing the things that are really most important to you rather than like wasting time to making decisions. And this thing brings me on to the next thing is having things in your life that you just know are you going to do, do next. So more often than not, the clarity of a goal is what makes it easy to succeed with. Things like choosing your meal every day, things like having, okay, now I'm going to work, but what am I going to do during this work period of time? These moments in the day where you're having to make that decision over and over again. Now, I've had this back and forth with myself because I really like cooking. And so I didn't really want to have like a meal plan where I have to like, I know that I'm doing this and cooking this. I wanted to have the freedom to enjoy my time cooking. But I found that what I would do is every day, almost habitually, I'd go, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? Let's have a look in the cupboard. And I'd look, and, oh, we got this. We could make this. We could make this. Or I could make this. And, you know, I spent 40 minutes just deciding what I'm going to make. Ask my girlfriend who's like, yeah, I don't really mind. Or my wife, sorry, who's, you know, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. There's the same conversation that goes over and over again. And we just waste an hour trying to decide. In the end, I just go to the thing and pick what I want to pick anyway. And I could have just done that from the start and had that hour of time back cooking, enjoying it, just, I don't know, talking and making the food. So that indecision really wastes a lot of time and it opens you up to falling into the bad habits again. And so this brings me to my next point is that quick, decisive action make, taking and having the plan there. And often we look at our tasks. Now, put some ones in the chat if you have like a daily routine, for example, and you've got like a to-do list that you do for the day. So a few people. Now, what it, put some ones in the chat if you have a weekly routine. So rather than going, okay, I've got to get this done today, this done today, this done today, 
I go, I got to get this done by the week. I got to get this done by the end of the week. I got this done by the end of the week. Some people, okay, good. Because this was a big shift for me. I would always have my day-to-day to-do list and then like maybe things would come up and I'd move them around and it would sort of bounce around a bit and then I wouldn't get that done. So I'd move it to the next day and then I'd be like, oh, the things I meant to do on Wednesday, I can't do because I didn't do it on Tuesday. And then I was like, no, why don't I just have a weekly thing? And I can maybe rather than today, I'm going to have this for dinner and that, I can go for this week, I'm going to have these things for dinner. And then I'm going to do these tasks by the end of the week. And sometimes you get into the flow state where rather than trying to jump out of your daily routine from this task to this task, you can go, you know what? I'm in it. I'm going to stick in it. I'm going to do three, four hours of this task. And then tomorrow I can pick up on the other things. And I found that having a weekly routine or a weekly to-do list, shall we say, um, and goals has really, really helped me. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't take away from my daily to-do list. I always have that there so that I can keep my mind on the priority list of things that I need to do and the actions that I need to do to get them done. Um, Because again, my brain just goes, if I don't have the next thing, I'm on to some random unimportant task where I'm just scrolling. But having those few lists and having the bigger um, time frame, shall we say, objectives. Okay. So then there's a couple of little anagrams and lists and stuff that I want to talk about, which I've found have been very helpful in the same concept of time management and planning, prioritizing and performing was one uh, that I've heard a lot. And this kind of goes on with what I was saying before. So making that plan for a longer time frame for like the week, prioritizing what needs to be done and what's important to you and then actually doing those tasks. Okay. So the other thing that I found very productive, and this is kind of moving on to what I was talking about before with that leverage. So time is money. I'm sure you've heard that t- that term before. You know, if we literally break it down, you got to know what your worth is. And I think I read this in Millionaire Success Habits where Dean Graziosi was saying, why would I, who can earn, say, $30 an hour doing my skill set, mow my lawn for $10 an hour and waste three hours of my, pro- two hours of my productive time at $10 an hour when I could actually spend that time doing things that move me forward in my business at $30 an hour and pay someone the $10 an hour. So therefore, what I'm doing is I'm leveraging someone else's ability and time with the $10 an hour and I'm making $20 an hour on top of that. So yes, okay, my skill set gets me $30 an hour. My my lawn needs to get mowed. That's going to cost me $10 an hour. So actually, I'm still earning $20 an hour by doing what I want to do, moving my business forward and paying someone else to do the small things, the medial tasks that I just don't want to do or don't have time for. So this is the power of leveraging. And then that can obviously go on to what assets you have and skill sets you have. So I guess you could go on to like online courses, digital assets that, you know, they teach people over time. If you're doing sales, you know, products that sell while you're sleeping, all this kind of stuff, leveraging your time. So making time work for you, I guess, doing something once that happens over and over and over again. Um, so you don't have to be there. So when you were at a job, what are we doing? We're trading time for work, right? We're doing one-to-one. We can only work a certain amount of hours. But when you start to look at like codes or apps or, you know, these new AI bots, you build, you put all the time in at the start and then they do their thing over and over again. So if you can find things in your life that can be, I suppose, automated or optimized to be done routinely, either by someone else or by some form of new technology that's coming out, then you're really going to win a lot more time back as well. Um, And then this was the four Ds of time management, which I found quite good. 
Um, and this is the last thing that I really want to talk about that's helped me. And this is do, defer, delegate, or delete. And so when you're looking through your to-do list, I don't know about you, but mine gets really big really quickly. And I've spoke about this before where it's really important to prioritize what I do is my top three. And then I kind of move all my other things off my today's to-do to, to list. And I just have the three things on my to-do list and just work through them. Once one's gone, then I can maybe move another one back on, but I never have more than three on the things that I really want to focus on because really we can't multitask. We can divide our energy up and our focus up to certain areas, but humans are not great at multitasking. So you really want to focus on the few things, but if you've got that big list, this is kind of how you do the four Ds, shall I say, well, how I would look at it. Do, defer, delegate, and delete. You look through your things, you can put a one, two, three, four, whatever you want to use as a reference next to your task. Can you delegate this to someone else? This goes back to the leveraging of time, like I was talking about. Can I give this task to someone else who is capable of doing it, who I can pay to do it for um, you know, cheaper than my time is worth? Or is there a way to move it to someone else's to-do list, basically? Now, delete, is this really important? Is this something that's a priority to me? Do I need it to be done? Or is it just something that I want? If, if it's not something that I need to have done or it's a good priority, let's just delete it off the list. And if it's really important enough, it'll find its way back onto the list somehow. They always do. Okay. The defer is how high is this on my priority list? Does this need to be done now? Is this urgent? Does this need my attention? If not, I'm going to defer it to later. And then the do is obviously those really prioritized tasks that need to be done that are going to push the needle forward, that are really going to make progress for you and your business or your skill set. And they need to be done straight away. And they're the ones that stick around on the to-do list. So going through your to-do list, because I find that often mine just builds up with stuff that, yeah, it needs to be done, but really it just takes up mental energy in my head. And I'm like, oh, I've got all these things to do and not enough time. Ah, oh, I'm never going to get this done. You go through and you're like, I could defer that. I could delegate that, delegate that. I actually don't need to do any of that shit. Let's just get rid of that. Oh, I've only got two things I can do now. I need to do. Let's focus on that. Let's write them down. Let's break that down to a step-by-step process of how I'm going to get these tasks done by the end of the day. And let's just work through that. Now I've got clear decision-making. I don't need any change or any thought. I've got a clear list of what I'm going to do. I don't have time to get distracted and scroll through my Facebook feed. I know my prioritization. I know what's important to me and I'm going to do these things today and I'm going to get them done. Once they're done, you're going to be like, hey, I did my things for today. Great. I can either get a head start on tomorrow or you know, give yourself a pat on the back. Maybe go spend some time with your kid. Have an extra walk. Utilize that extra time and you'll find that you knock those things off early. Boom, you're going to feel so much more energetic. And once you start to knock these things off, you're like, oh, I've got momentum. I've got flow. Sweet. It's only 11 o'clock. I've done my to do this for today. Let's move on. What have I got for the week? All right, I'm going to bring that forward and I'm going to start smashing that out. And that's how you can really start prioritizing your, your things that you want to do and get ahead on the day. Now, there's another rule that I've got, which I've found very powerful. It's the five minute rule. Basically, if a task comes up and I'm like, oh, I need to do that. If I can do it in five minutes, I just get the fuck up and go do it. There's no ifs, buts, ands, maybes. If it can be done in less than five minutes, just get up, do it now. If it can't, you put it on the list, figure out your prioritization, figure out whether you can defer it, delegate it, delete it later, whatever. But if it's a small task, you know, like, hey, the bins need to go out. You're like, you're right. I can do that in two minutes. Let's just get up, get it done. Remove that from my mental energy. It's out the way and you're on to the next thing. So the five minute rule is really good for just Anything small, rather than adding on to the list, rather than taking the time to write it down, thinking about it, figuring out when you can do it, just get up and do it and it's done. Um, and so how does this all relate to trading? Just to finish off, well, basically, 
So many people go through trading and they get into the routine of I'm just going to sit here, go on the live calls, and I'm just going to do the bare minimum. I'm just going to sit there and learn and hopefully over time I'll, you know, I'll get ahead. But the reality is we can teach you as much as we want about trading, the technical analysis. You can sit on the live calls and you might find that for a year, for a whole year, you're sitting there going, I'm learning this. I know what I'm doing. Why am I making progress? Because the truth is you need to go do the mindset stuff. You need to go do the personal development stuff. You need to understand where your core beliefs are, where your values are. And this stuff can't be taught. This stuff really needs to have guidance and then self-awareness. And you have to go through these things on your own and you have to figure them out. Like, I can't tell you how to change. I don't know your core values, your beliefs, the things that are affecting you. I don't know the instantaneous reactions that you have when you see a big candle move and you decide to trail stop loss, you decide to exit, any of that shit that I you do instantaneously, that it's the impulses that we've all done I can't tell you how to change that. I can guide you in ways to learn about yourself so you can stop it, so you can refrain it, so you can change it. But realistically, you need to prioritize learning yourself if you want to get ahead. And you need to find the time in the day to squeeze that in. For me, this job that I've got now, I've got three hours where I listen to podcasts, mindset, all those sort of things. And so this is where you need to utilize these skills. Take what I've given you today and find ways to squeeze this in. Find time to put an extra podcast in your ear. Find time to go deeper in yourself. Give yourself 10 minutes of visualization, maybe some meditation in the morning. Those things that really start to dive deep and get internal growth, those are the things you need to squeeze into the day to really get ahead in training. Otherwise, you might find that you get into this autonomous routine and you don't actually make the progress, but you're just kind of coasting at this level. We don't want to coast. We want to move up to the seven, eight, nine figure greatness that we're all deserving of. Okay? So, it's my little rant on time management. I hope you've been able to take a few things away from it there. There's a few tips and tricks that I've used um, to really make the most of my day. And I can tell you what, having a baby has kicked some of that right into the, my backside so that I can um, realize that, you know, I don't have as much time anymore. I've got to look after some people. So I need to really utilize this stuff. And I still find myself falling into bad, bad habits, but that's just personal growth that I need to make. And I've made, noticed a huge change. So hope that helps. For those of you who are joining us on the trading call, I will see you in a couple of minutes because I'll be taking the call this week because Teresa is at our lovely retreat. So those of you who are in Bend, enjoy, have a fantastic time. Um, if you're back on the podcast uh, mindset calls throughout the week, I will see you then. Otherwise, I'll be doing a mindset presentation, I think, on Thursday. So I look forward to that with you all. Otherwise, take it easy. Much love to all of you and to our traders. I'll see you in a minute. Bye. Thanks, Jake. Very welcome. Come on, stop.